0: The top reasons why men disappear now in this powerful interview me and my wife auntie are going to be talking about why men disappear what's the psychology going on in a man's mind in his heart in his soul that will cause him to withdraw from a relationship and be completely out of contact so you can avoid that and have a relationship that you want with him. So without further ado, let's start diving in and I'll introduce my wife and let her take it away with her first thoughts on the fear of commitment. And by the way, my wife, Antia, has been a relationship coach herself for over 10 years and studied personality psychology at UC Berkeley and of course attracted me. So she obviously knows what she's doing. So uh, let's go ahead <laughs> and dive in with the fear of commitment.
1: Yeah, 100%. So. Fear of commitment is number one, right? And of course, like sometimes you get close to sort of the commitment threshold, I call it, and it gets hot in the kitchen. And, you know, some men, they're not ready to what I call jump through the ring of fire because when they commit, they're afraid to lose part of themselves, okay? And Brody can attest to that too. Um, So for them, it's easier to simply disconnect so they can stay in the illusion it's an illusion right that they don't have to change and they can stay the same
0: yeah the illusion that they don't have to change yeah that's interesting because I feel like the fear of commitment is really hidden within a lot of guys and that they are not even realizing how afraid they are of commitment until things get hot until the relationship starts progressing. But I think it's usually in the case when a man who is more avoidant is dating an anxious woman and she starts getting a little more needy, a little bit more like questioning where the relationship is going. Do you still love me? Uh, Texting him more often or causing more drama that he starts feeling like, whoa, 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 like let's, let's uh, calm down here. And if she's not giving him that space, Guys usually will just pull away to give them to force themselves that space by either not texting back or not calling back. I think that's a big part of how it usually shows up that I've seen.
1: And I think the other part is, and I think I, I'm sure a lot of women are gonna say, Yes, but in the beginning, he said, you know, let's move in together, or you know, it'd be so fun for you to meet my mom, you know, or you know, I don't have plans. Um, this summer but it would be so fun to fly. Uh, you know to the Caribbean together like why is that happening Brody
0: well yeah I mean that's the that's the love bombing aspect right I mean guys get really excited I think in the beginning most people get excited when something is new and fresh right it's a new relationship it's a new adventure what's going to happen and everybody gets these huge expectations and these fantasies in their heads right of what it's going to be like and because they've been dis- we've been disappointed so many times, we've been on so many dates. Most singles have been on so many dates, been so many relationships that didn't work out, didn't go anywhere. And finally, there's this guy in the picture, and he has this trait, and he's 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 caring, and he's Christian, and he's uh, he loves his mom, and he takes care of his hamster. And so there's all these things that are these reasons of why you know you're looking at these traits. It's called the halo effect, right? We take one or two traits and we ascribe that as this person must be perfect, they must have all these good traits, like just because they're, they go to church every Sunday, they must be a, you know, a, a fully practicing Christian following everything in the Bible, and he's totally uh, ethical and moral and everything. So we have to watch out for that, because that's what's going to cause these rose colored glasses going in a relationship. And, and then so men will have this as well, men will will be dating a woman, they'll get excited, and they'll say like, oh, yes, I, you know, we're going to where i could already see us you know being together for a long time or i want to take you to europe with me one of these days uh you know you you and me would have cute babies whatever he might be saying but then as the reality starts to set in of a relationship that people have flaws we're imperfect then he starts feeling like he can he can the disillusionment can happen it can happen to you it could also happen to the guy and when that happens he can start to uh, get scared like what did i get into Um, So that's one aspect of it.
1: And would you say that's particularly true for a certain, you know, attachment style, or would you say that's true across the board, no matter if you're a secure attachment style, an avoidant, or an anxious?
0: I think it can be true for the most part across the board, because I think even an avoidant can get somewhat excited when something's new and fresh, if they like what they see, if the person's, there's their physical type, if there's some something they both share as a common interest, if, they, if the other person likes them a lot, that can be flattering. And then to feel like, oh, this person, maybe there is a possibility here. So I think even avoidance will get slightly excited in the beginning, um, but then the or even a lot, but it, even a lot excited because then they could say, oh, uh, maybe this person is going to be the ideal partner I've been looking for, where we really like each other, and they give me all the space, and they let me be myself, and I don't maybe you don't even have to be exclusive. And so there can be this like illusion that the avoided might have of finally finding this perfect person that's everything that they want, which is, you know, all the benefits with none of the costs, like, you know, they'll have sex with me, or they'll, they're attractive, or they're fun. And then I don't have to commit, though, I don't have to uh, be there when they need me. I don't have to be emotionally responsible for their emotions. So that can happen even with avoidance but i think secures of course will get excited and anxious can be super excited off the charts when a relationship first starts if things going are going well
1: would you agree though i mean like from our own experience you know like you had like sort of a grounded excitement you weren't like super like making me a ton of promises other than that i'm the girl of your story but you weren't like and that we have a huge responsibility to humanity but you didn't say You know, I can't wait to introduce you to my mom or I can't wait to take you back to wherever, you know what I mean, to wherever you lived and um, all of that. So would you say that, you know, sometimes actually not making, you know, promising statements like that from the get go could actually be more an indication of like you're dealing more with a secure man.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Because yeah, I, I, I was mostly secure when we met. I mean it's slightly avoidant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it, it was because wait, so what was your question? It was can that be an indicator? Can I say it one more Yeah, time? but
1: actually not making the promises, right? Oh. Like not not sort of the love bombing, not actually getting super excited, you know, but just like being disgrounded, that actually is more an indication of that you're dealing with a secure man
0: yeah yeah i would say so because a secure man is is gonna maybe have more experience knowing that people are imperfect they know themselves are imperfect they accept their flaws i think that's another thing with avoidance is i think avoidance don't accept their flaws i think they don't see it as an issue that they uh have problems with intimacy or have problems with commitment they feel like that's maybe even a good thing you know, of course, why should everybody should be like I am? Like why so I think a secure is more likely to see that they they know people aren't perfect, they're not perfect, the other person's not perfect. And so they're less likely to be in these extremes. Cause that's what happens with the anxious avoidance, right? Is they get into these extremes of the way they see things and the ways they react and act in relationships. And that's why you can have this swing where that someone can be so excited in the beginning and all about it, all about the relationship, and then all of a sudden, a week later, they're totally and out of contact
1: yeah. yeah,
0: you know, and just like gone, just totally gone. You never hear from them again. It's because they have these extremes where they can either be all in or all out. And usually it's, it goes from all in to all out because that's where then they get back in their comfort zone of, okay, I had enough intimacy. I had enough excitement. That was fun. Now I want to be free again. or now I, I, I don't want to get hurt again, or now I don't want to get too close so yeah a secure is less likely to be like oh i see us walking down the aisle <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's like when when we met like i said you're the girl of my story but then i kind of balanced it out with you know if we're taking it one day at a time let's just kind of get to know each other like it's like it seems like it's great but let's also wait and see so that's like a secure it's like has a more realistic balanced approach to the relationship rather than these extremes which are emotional driven emotion driven extremes of like fear or excitement it's like fear or passion uh rather than just like being more comfortable and let's just be together right
1: yeah and, and that was actually that point number two that um we wanted to address right Is actually that, that sometimes men disappear because of that parts conflict you know because because of they get excited on the one hand but on the other hand they want to be free or they're afraid of intimacy because they got hurt before can you say a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, they got they're afraid of intimacy because they got hurt before and that caused the wounding where they are hesitant. Wait, what, what was your question one more time?
1: Well, point number two was all about parts conflict, you know? And so um just really like diving a little bit deeper into what that looks like for a man, like sort of the the version of you know, part of him wants to have the relationship obviously um, that's yes. why he started a conversation with you right but on the other hand he's like kind of wants to protect himself or he kind of wants to you know keep his freedom or whatever
0: yeah and i think it's like i see it like guys have different hats that they can wear like i have my different hats in the videos that <laughs> <them have seen. laughs> but uh yeah so guys have different hats they can put on so like one hat they'll put on in the relationship will be You know, I'm a good boyfriend. I'm a good husband. I'm here for you. And I'm caring for you. And then all of a sudden that hat starts to get like really heavy and it starts to feel like a burden. And then they throw the hat off and you're like, no, I'm putting back my Playboy hat or my free hat where I'm just a single bachelor. And I don't want to be responsible for anybody. And I want to, you know, do my thing and and not not have to text somebody where I'm at uh, or who I'm with or whatever. And so, but then eventually that hat may start to get heavy and it'll be like, oh, you know what, actually I I do want to, you know, be back with her and I want to cuddle and I want to say hi, so then he'll put that hat back on. So I feel like that's how the parts conflicts will show up is usually uh, a guy, especially with an avoidant guy or a guy who's pulling away as he starts to feel like it's becoming a burden of whatever that intimacy level has gotten to. And he literally has to like throw it off himself to go run around again and be free and then and be just with himself and not have to be responsible for anyone or not have to care about what anyone else is doing or what they're thinking. So that's kind of how I see it. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. And I mean, of course, for me, from a woman perspective, I'm always like, well, what is the woman doing that it turns into a burden or is she doing anything or is this just how it is? And, you know, she just has to quote unquote, deal with it, meaning like she has to move on, right? Because he has a conflict, unless he figures out himself, she's not going to be able to support him in that. Or is there a way where, you know, she's contributing to, for him to feel it like a burden. And I know burden is actually a very charged word, um, especially in the women world, right? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, nobody wants to feel like a burden on the other person. Uh, what are, i'm curious what are your thoughts of what you feel like women can typically do that would make a man feel like uh the the relationship was a burden on him especially an avoidant guy
1: i know it's tricky because i actually feel like when the man goes into if he's like more on the avoidant side if he goes more into like sort of the love bombing for her to be actually more sort of the balance person to not actually go all in be like yes I love you know like he's like I you you're my dream woman and then and for her to not say you're my dream man right but like for her to actually be like a little bit um you know just kind of like be balanced right because she knows you know what some of this has to come back into balance so I don't want to know what that looks like so I would rather be the balance right now you know what I mean and um yeah just kind of like you know what like he's saying that now let's just see how this continues right so because you could say well what does that mean practically speaking you know and what i would be saying is you don't know this guy you just know what he just said but you don't know what that means and what that translates into a couple weeks down the road so it's kind of like for the woman to say uh let's see you know what i mean
0: Yeah, it's like intentionally giving him space. I think that's one of the most powerful things a woman can do, especially with a man who's more avoidant, but I think that's even effective with with a secure man that'll stop him from pulling away, is you want to be proactive. Like what you're sharing is like actually uh, give him space and say like, you know, why don't we, why don't we, uh, you know, see each other? Well, why don't we, um, why don't we call it a a night? Or just like ending the conversation early, ending the date early like rather than letting it linger on to the point where now he feels it's heavy or he feels like he wants to get out. He wants the conversation to end. He wants the date to be over because he has all these other things that he needs to get to. So it's like, oh, I had a great time. It's great seeing you tonight. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can do it again sometime. So it's like intentionally even ending it on a high note uh, because you're giving him that space. Of course, when you're in a deeper relationship, when you're a committed relationship or marriage, it's about saying, Hey, uh, you know, you seem really stressed. Like, why don't you go on a walk or why don't you go, to, go on a, you know, why don't you go on a trip this Saturday and just go out and you, you know, he, he must have a fa- He probably has a favorite activity that he loves. Maybe he loves the golf surfing, hiking, uh, sailing, you know, whatever it might be say, why don't you go sailing this Saturday? Why don't you just take a break? I got the kids or I I'll, I'll take care of things. Or, uh, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to hang out with Susan, your friend. So it's like being proactive to give him that space before he feels like he needs to take that space. That's really powerful. And it's good for you as well to also get into balance with yourself and saying, yeah, you need that space too. Like part of you needs that space. Maybe your anxious part is like, that's the scariest thing. Why would I give him more space? I'm already feel like I'm not giving enough from him. But then there's another part that's like, you know, actually I do want to finish that book that I started, or I do want to, spend some more time with this girlfriend or i do need some time for myself too to kind of recollect journal you know come back to myself right and you teach that with a lot of your women what are your thoughts on some proactive strategies a woman can do to come back to herself in the relationship and not lose herself and give all herself away like an exploding balloon
1: like an exploding balloon <laughs> i was like okay wait does that have to do I actually, a, I actually
0: had it i actually had an image of like a beached whale you know how beached whales eventually they just like explode because they get so uh so much like gas is released inside that's like oh my
1: gosh <laughs>
0: It destroys everything like that's like the pent-up anxious attachment style right it just has so much need and so much desire that it just like explodes onto the man and like yeah. when are we you know uh it's just like all this like when are we getting married and when is this going to happen? Yeah.
1: And I mean, you know, and and many women who have been following us for years know, I talk about the six feminine archetypes, you know, and to always, uh, that's why I developed them because it's a very practical approach, right? Because you can literally say, well, where's my queen, you know, where's my priestess? And I was like telling just my clients um, this week, you know, so often I really find that the relationship to God is totally out of balance, right? Like you are focusing so much on your husband and getting the love from your husband or from your partner. And, you know, you're totally forgetting that he's not the source of your happiness, right? God is, you know? And so, um, yeah, to really see sort of like there's sort of like the, the self to other, right? But what about also the self to self, you know what I mean? Um, And to be really like, you know what, like, my value is to have like an interdependent marriage, you know, as opposed to like a codependent one. Because co codependent one will do two things. Either it's going to become dysfunctional and there's going to be resentments that's going to be building up, right? Or it's, you're going to hit a plateau. And a lot of plateaus end up in some sort of divorce, cheating, things like that, right? Because there's no more growth because, you know, the woman is saying, I don't want to face what I'm afraid of, which is giving my Aspen space, for example, right? I'm giving my partner space, you know, I need to stay in control of things, you know what I mean? And I would have to face that I don't really trust him and, and I don't want to have that conversation because that's obviously like very edgy and I could totally lose him for that reason and, Mm. you know, leaning into that edge. Yeah.
0: Yeah codependence and versus interdependence It's such an important conversation and lens to view relationships from i feel because i feel like one thing you can cultivate as a woman is to be in a relationship and start to get a sense for when when does he need space when do you need space when does the relationship need space when is it getting too hot when is it getting too close and you usually will know when you guys start bickering with each other over little things like dishes or you know, why didn't you text me earlier? Or you know, what silly things. I don't even know with stuff that we bicker about. It doesn't happen that often, but usually around the kids, or around our kid <laughs> or baby. Yeah, uh,
1: something something like,
0: why didn't you grab the why didn't you grab the diapers? <laughs> you know, Changing like
1: the that. diaper. I think diapers is like a big But kids are a little milk. different.
0: That'll bring stress and pressure into any relationship, no matter how healthy it is. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah totally uh, totally as we've
0: seen as we've discovered uh, and so
1: but even like if you're not married in a relationship like point number 3 is another reason why a man disappeared is because he wants to avoid confrontation right because he basically doesn't want to like for example feel inside of him like oh i need to like now kind of tell her that you know whatever right like i'm not interested or i found someone else or i you know right now it's not the right time because they don't like how they feel inside of themselves somebody may have, have may have some more wisdom it. when they say that it's almost like they're the bad guy right so it's almost like by them not confronting almost i feel like they're not the bad guy right which is of course super counterproductive um and so, you know, and then of course, also, they don't want to break your heart, right? So that, like, I, almost, I don't want to be like in the presence of when the woman is sad and like heartbroken and disappointed, right? Like I can't, oh, I don't want to be responsible for that. So I'm just going to disappear.
0: Yeah. And it's really because guys don't want to hurt women. I mean, ultimately, nobody wants to hurt somebody else unless it's a real psychopath, people don't feel good when they know they've hurt somebody. And so what guys will do is either they'll pretend their actions aren't hurting you or they will reframe it and say, you know, I'm actually doing this for her own good, or what a lot of avoidance will do is I'm pulling away to avoid causing her more pain, like I'm just going to pull away now, rather than, uh, you know, having to tell her I'm not interested and this is why, and I don't see the relationship going anywhere, I'm not ready for a relationship and so guys will just ghost um and it's it's unfortunate i'm not saying that's good but it's a it's a strategy a lot of guys have to avoid feeling like they're the bad guy like you're saying and to feel like they're avoiding to, more pain being caused in the situation so yeah it's an unfortunate way uh method of handling the situation so
1: yeah 100% and but i think what we want to drive home here is that it's so not about you. This has nothing to do about you. Like, you know what I mean? If he wants to avoid confrontation, it doesn't matter what you look like, how old you are, how charming you are. Um, if he's afraid of confrontation, you know, that's how he's going to act, right? So number four is...
0: I'll add one thing onto that, is that yeah. this men will not, will not do this if they truly care about you enough and if they are invested enough in the relationship. So I feel like, when a guy's not already not that invested, it's a convenient way to pull away even further and say, I'm avoiding confrontation. Maybe if he's telling himself that or not. But when a guy is actually invested in the relationship, he's going to override that, I feel, in a lot of situations. And he's still going to have those tough conversations with you. And he's still going to say, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like, it's really hard for me to be in a relationship. I don't feel like I'm ready yet, but I want to make, I want to become ready for you. Like, I want to work through this. But, so yeah. don't fool yourself into thinking that he's pulling away just because he has all these traumas. It's also likely because he's just not that into you or he's just not that invested mm-hmm. yet in the relationship for whatever reason.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Thanks for adding that on, Brody, because that for sure helps. And number four is like, you know, he got overwhelmed by personal issues, right? But I would say it does go into the avoidant category again, right? Because I've seen Brody get into you know personal issues where i've seen men disappear on just suppress and just kind of like put their head in the sand even if they're married right and i would say that's goes definitely potentially more into the avoidant category like an avoidant attachment style that like you know out of the sudden he has financial issues out of the sudden something's going wrong with his company you know out of the sudden there's overwhelm of the ex and the uh you know the, the child custody battles things like that this is what i hear on a regular basis right and then the man just like disappears or or somebody just died. You know, that's another one, like a sudden death, like the brother died or the dad died or something like that. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Because that's a little bit more sensitive, Brody.
0: Yeah. So if a man has another personal issue that's emotionally, here's the key, it's emotionally pulling at him. So I don't believe if a guy just has like, you know, stress at work and stuff like that that's a real valid reason why he's pulling away. I feel it's usually something that's emotionally pulling him away, such as a death in the family, or he's still attached to an ex, and maybe he has drama with the ex, or he has a baby mama, or he is, you know, co-parenting, or he's, um, dealing with some, you know, a friend died or something like that. So those are usually the cases when he will pull away because of a personal issue. Uh, And those could be cases that will happen, even if, he is still emotionally attached attached to you so um yeah so that's something you want to look out for maybe look at his social media if you're wondering what happened don't stalk him but you could at least check and see if there's any updates on his social media like if somebody's saying sorry to hear what happened you know it's very unlikely that that'll give you any answers if he is having personal issues and he still really cares about you you're just gonna have to wait probably unfortunately you're just gonna have to wait that doesn't mean putting your life on hold still go do things that you enjoy work on yourself be social get your emotional needs met but um give him space and wait for him to potentially come back if you know that's an issue or if you're not if you're suspect that could be an issue so that's what I'll say about that
1: and to make sure um because I also talked about I forgot what I called that. But like basically the excuses avoidant men use to get distance and space. You know what I mean? So um, to make sure it's not one of these either, you know what I mean? And you will, you will find out over time.
0: Yeah. And look for patterns. Look for patterns. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how long you've known this guy. But try to see patterns. Like did he not get back to you for a while after your first date? And then he's doing this two weeks later where he's all of a sudden out of contact for several days and he told you something was going on with his dog, but then he's going on a little too long. And, he, and he, so you see the pattern that he's been pulling away like this several times. It's probably more likely that he's an avoidant or he's not that into you than that there's a real personal issue going on.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a good distinction. I know it's painful, but it's better to hear it now and to end it now, you know, then to hold on to something that where he's just not that invested, right? Now, number five, and I thought it was really interesting, but that you mentioned that one is feeling inadequate. So like men would disappear because they feel inadequate. Can can you say a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So if a man feels like he knows what you want and he knows what you deserve. So for example, he knows you want marriage. He knows you want kids or he knows that you want a committed relationship with someone you can see several times a week. And he also knows he's not capable of giving you that, either because he's emotionally not capable, he feels like he's, he judges himself as being financially incapable, or that he just knows he doesn't have really great relationship skills or social skills, and he can't really give you what you need or what he may even feel that you deserve. So he'll feel inadequate within himself, and this can cause him to pull away because of shame, because of guilt because of fear fear of losing you fear of screwing it up which then he actually creates his fear self-sabotage it's his uh his way of creating that so yeah so that's what you want to that could be a cause something you can you can look for the way you would may know this is if he's already in the beginning of your relationship starting to use apologetic language like you know i'm sorry i couldn't be there earlier um i I feel so bad that you know i wasn't available on your when you were sick yes last weekend or uh he's just constantly having to apologize for things which are intentional maybe he didn't get back to you he didn't do this he didn't do that and he knows he didn't do it and he feels so bad about it um that's a sign that he's likely in this state where he just feels inadequate he doesn't he he, he knows he can't give you what you need so this could also be a way of preventing further heartbreak by him pulling away and it may actually be good for you unfortunately these guys will usually also use the same taxes we talked about earlier like avoiding confrontation so he may also just ghost on you rather than having a real conversation about why he's pulling away um so that's kind of what's going on there i feel
1: all right yeah Uh, that's so good and i love that you explained that a little bit more because i think it's more healing to hear that from a man's perspective right because the last one is childhood wounds and the way I see with childhood wounds is uh, twofold. One is uh, communication patterns at home. You know, there's like this this communication pattern at home where you were outright fighting, which by the way was my parents, and didn't care about if the neighbors heard it and all of that, right? So no problem, everybody can know our business um, as opposed to there's other families where, uh, you know, nothing leaves this this house. You know what I mean? Everything has been kind of sort of uh, put on a, you know, kind of like um, swept under the carpet, right? And if you grew up in a household where you were trained that you know, let's sweep things more under the carpet, right? We're like just not gonna talk about this kind of stuff, right? Then guess what? When things get a little tense and you're not quite sure, right? What do you do? You just sweep it under the carpet. And one of the versions of that is to disappear.
0: Yeah, and if he had someone who abandoned him when he was younger, he could become the one that abandons that could be his way of protecting himself and in a twisted way also trying to protect you by doing the thing that is actually going to hurt you, which is really bizarre. So again, this none of this is rational. Relationships will bring out the irrationality in people. And a lot of our irrationality is also driven from childhood experiences. They don't make logical sense as adults, but they're wired inside of us as little kids. And speaking of parts conflict that we talked about earlier, We all still have a little child inside of us and that little child will often make little child decisions and we will act on those little child decisions. So he may be doing that either fear of abandonment. Maybe he was abused. He doesn't want to abuse you. So when he starts noticing those tendencies in himself, he pulls away again, trying not to hurt you, ends up hurting you anyways because he pulled away or he is. um, Yeah, of course, he's an avoidant he could be an avoidant because he was getting inconsistency in his upbringing. And so he doesn't feel safe with intimacy. He doesn't feel like it's really love for him. That real love is when I'm with a woman who doesn't give me what I want and who is, uh, uh, causes a lot of drama and abusing me. So this will happen both ways with both genders, where someone who was uh, in an avoidant anxious situation growing up will then attract partners who are or being attracted to partners who are giving them inconsistency, drama, abuse, because then they feel like, oh, that reminds me of my childhood. That must mean I'm loved in a weird way. So you might actually be a secure woman and you might actually be a great partner and you happen to attract a man, which likely is because there is something inside of you that did attract him to have that issue as well, that there's maybe a part of that inside of you as well. But now you attracted this man who is playing out these patterns and You don't need to put it on yourself. You don't need to blame yourself necessarily for all of that that he's doing and just realize um, he's looking for something else. And it's actually a good sign for you that you should find somebody else too, somebody who's more secure, who's not going to try to be bringing drama and this push-pull dynamic into your relationship just so they can feel loved. Maybe there's some change that'll happen. Maybe there's some healing that he might go through, but it's very unlikely. And he has to do that on his own. So you know, use your own discernment and judgment to decide if this is actually an unhealthy situation. And when you need to cut the cut the draw the line in the sand and say, No, I'm, I'm looking for a relationship that's healthy and balanced. And I'm not going to go through this, this drama. And I know you need healing, but it's not going to be through me. It doesn't have to be through me, it shouldn't be through me. 100%,
1: you know, it's kind of like, Holding the man also accountable as well, because we tend to want to heal and save and rescue when we notice that the man has like a childhood pattern and wound, but to actually be like, No, but it's still yours to heal. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. And you have to be very careful very careful because narcissists will use that as a tactic as far as you need you need to heal me. Like you 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 owe me to help me heal through this. Like if you really love me, you're going to walk this path with me and we're going to go through it together. And that just gives him justification to continue doing those bad behaviors, because now you're more like his, uh, his nurse of sorts, helping him, uh, his psych- psychologist or his therapist helping him, even though you're on the receiving end. And so it's very unhealthy dynamic to be in that you are not his therapist you are not his nurse, you're not his mommy. He needs to heal his on his own and he needs to get his own real therapist or real go to his real mommy <laughs> to try to get some of that, uh, that healing that he's looking for rather than through you. So, yep, powerful stuff today. So awesome, thanks for listening. We hope you got some value and make sure to subscribe and take our free love quiz as well. If you're really ready to attract the loving, long-term and committed relationship you want fast, Go to getlovequiz.com or click on this training. Click below this training. Click the link there to get that now. And we will talk to you again very soon.
1: Ah, Bye-bye. Bye.